In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must of Defend Your Movie. My name is Sean Donnelly. I am one of your hosts, joined by my very lovable, tall, furry co-host, <laughs> Andrew Fiore, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Shawnee. Great to be here in wonderful Las Vegas, Nevada. We are in Las Vegas. We are... We are we have a live location setting here. We can't disclose our actual... We'll make it a secret. We can't Why not? That. I don't know. I guess we can. We're in the Rio. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Andy's room in the Rio. <laughs> we are at the... Uh, we've been here all week at the Comedy Cellar uh, Las Vegas in their room at the Rio. And thank you to those guys for setting us up with our, our equipment that we're recording on yes. today. Yes. Thank you to Liz. Thank you to the Comedy Cellar for letting us use the recorder because you are a lifesaver because we didn't have it. With, we didn't have anything to use. So I'll be really appreciated. Uh, what do you think? It's been a good week so far, Andy. It's been what a great think? week. The shows have been great. It's it's met my expe- it's exceeded my expectations, really. Yeah, um, it's a great club. We got here on a Monday, and you know, just from doing shows for years, you go, oh, yeah, Monday, whatever, you know. But like, yeah. you don't realize, it. yeah, they both two shows and I've been packed every night, and they've literally just gotten better as the week's gone on. Yeah, because we're in. You forget you're in Vegas. People are coming here to here to have a good time. So it's not like you're just these people are just randomly stuck in this thing. They're living in the drag to a, yeah. a random show. They are like they're they're pretty hot. Like you know, and that happened last time I was here too. Monday was a really good night, and we've had it where this whole week it's been. Each show gets better and better. The late shows have been great. Everything's yeah. been great. We're working with really super funny friends of ours. Uh, and yeah, it's just if you're in Las Vegas, do yourself a favor because it's become like this cool. We're giving the commercial here, but it, it really, we are being for, for sure. real. It's become like this cool thing, I think, to do here. It's like, because there's tons of locals and tons of people come here from other hotels yeah. just to go. And I think it's like an, an ex- a, a, a little bit less expensive option than maybe some other shows. And you get five comics instead of going to see five one real comic. real pro comics, too. It's yeah, not, yeah. there's not a, you know. A, oh my God, 30 year vets, headliners, you know. Yeah. And then, and then, and then me and Andy. Then it was, <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, but absolutely, um, definitely if you're in Vegas, come to the Comedy Cellar. It's at the Rio. You can't mess. Every lineup, it's all of our friends. You cannot, you, you, it's going to be a good show no matter what. Absolutely. Um, and if you're still in town this weekend, we're here through Sunday. We know it's going to come out a few hours or yes. maybe a little day late. But, but you, have, you have four more shows you can come see. Exactly. Sing. And uh, that's only because we are doing this live. Look, we wanted to get a new episode to you guys out this week, even though we're not in our normal uh, studio setup. So we know this one's a little delayed, but uh, we're going to give you a Las Vegas-themed episode. Yep. But did you watch anything this week? I did on the plane. This is what's good about taking trips. Uh, You get to watch plane movies. I watched The Big Short on the plane. Uh, Great movie. I rewatched it, and uh, a really, really good movie. Really cool how it's done. Um, I know Adam Adam McKay is the director, right? Adam McKay. Yep. 
And a writer director, he won an Oscar for the script. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because he kind of. I don't know. I think with that one movie, he kind of set what his tone is. Because even when people watched um, the Dick Cheney movie, Vice, I don't, th- Vice, I don't think people liked it as much. But it definitely still had the same Adam McKay feel to it. Apparently, right, like right, you know, right. maybe the mugging to the camera and almost like a, it's a little bit Scorsese-ish when you have them. Like you know, because that happens in Goodfellas. He talks to the camera a couple of times. It just depends on the movie, but. It's kind of this more raw, like Adam McKay had a thing where, because he comes from the world of comedy, in the big short, where like they're trying to explain to you all the, the boring financial stuff, they go, okay, we know that all this, this, this mortgage stuff is boring, so here's Margot Robbie in a bubble bath to do it for <laughs> right. Like, But it kind of works as also as like an avant-garde yeah. film technique He's as well. He's got a good like, pace to his yeah. movies like that, yeah. I agree. So I'm sure people have seen Big Short a million times. It's, it just it, it held up. I watched it. I got to watch it I was again. interested the whole time. I remember loving it the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, that's all I watched, I think. Or did I watch something else? Did I tell you I watched something else or no? I cannot remember. But you watched a movie that I want to watch. I want to hear what you have to think about well, it. I watched two. I finally watched Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. What a fucking bore. Oh, Holy my hell. God, dude. <laughs> what are you, crazy? These movies are just not for me. I've come to that conclusion that these movies are just not my cup of tea. Like, I love superhero movies and stuff like that like if i i love all the i love the dark knight trilogy i love uh, 89 batman i even enjoyed a lot of the superman uh spider-man stuff but i don't know it just seems like this when you get this whole three hour epic and you had to shovel in everybody and shoehorn everybody in there and i just but they I, they do it though. You know how I hard of a so. task that is. And I've said it before on the podcast, and that and these these same words. So if I'm repeating myself, sorry. But do you realize taking all those characters, right, putting them into a movie that's succinct enough that the narrative follows through, everything follows through, and it's still entertaining. Maybe not to you, but to tons of people, it was. Yeah, I do. And and a dark twist on top of it. The whole idea of what the basis of the follow-up of the movie was—that that half the population of the of the galaxy yeah, was yeah, was dead, yeah, was yeah. gone—and they had to save it, right? So, you like if you think about it that way, man. Like the same way that the Dark Knight trilogy really introduced it had a real life darker twist on this. They're taking the super like the comic book world, like straight up comic world, and making it as dark as you can without without dipping into a real life. Right. Situ- you know what I'm saying? Without right. getting to the point where you're like, oh, this is just a straight up movie. Yeah. Like, like, like the Crystal Nolan Batman's are probably, they're probably my favorites as well. Like, but I like, because I think what he did was impossible as well, making those just seem like regular thrillers or crime movies or right. like, like, but putting these guys in real world terms. But the end game, it was so epic, but at the same time, it wasn't corny. Like, you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was a little corny. Really? Yeah. You thought... All right, how about the one before it? What's the one before it called? Infinity War. Okay. Infinity War. I fell asleep in the, my hotel you, room. Yeah, you it. just don't like the characters. <laughs> There's no winning with you there. You know what it is? I don't love the those like batch of characters. You know what I mean? Like I never grew up with the Avengers. I never really cared until they became movies in my adult life. And it might be too late for me at this point. I tried. I watched all of them. And honestly, because I hear you guys and like some of my best friends go, yeah, these movies are so great. I just go, I, I just don't think it's for me. You well, know, you know what Which, it is. I think that the writing. I think can you recognize the the, the writing's on point? I think the directing's on point. I think I don't think it's anything special. I would, you know, I I, I like to watch movies with a little bit of a critical thumb. Think about how many shitty movies. But I didn't come think out. it was like if I don't. 
I didn't take away some. There's some movies I can watch, and I'll go. Yeah, I didn't love it, but there was this aspect was. I don't. I really didn't feel like that with these. Where I was like, oh yeah, but the writing was crisp. I don't know. It was just like, and here comes the guys from Wakanda, and here comes so and you know, like right, here right, comes right. Ant Man and Wasp is here. Was they have a it. job. Like, yeah. Come on. like I just it felt, a lot of it felt shoehorned to me. My my take on it is I've over the years I did not grow up with the Avengers. I had Avengers comics. I was not a big comic book guy. These movies have proven themselves over the past ten years so much that I have become fans. So when those guys come on the screen, I'm like, yes, it's like this badass. Sure. It's the same way I was talking the other day. One of my favorite scenes, Dark Knight Rises, is not the best Nolan one. But one of the greatest things ever was when Batman comes back and the, they let the, the cops, he lets the cops out of the, yeah. the, you know, the cave or whatever it was. And the cops are slowly creeping up on Bane's men. And then Batman flies over as like a, you know, sure, I get that. Like, like, you know, whatever it is. And they all go, yeah, they just rush the building. <laughs> it's badass. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's how I feel. But that's okay. when, you're, when you're introducing these guys, it's just like supposed to be. <clears throat> It's supposed to get you psyched on it. But if you don't like, if you're not having fun with it, yeah, then you're not having fun care. with it. And it's actually pretty appropriate that we talked about this now because there's a story in the news that's going on that I gotta be honest, I, I don't think I'd be affected by this. Well, but right now, I told you this. Um, and if you guys, and this has been out for a few days, Sony and Marvel, oh, uh, Disney could I not. Gonna, the Amazon is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Where's the Avengers on that one? <laughs> No, so uh, Sony and Disney could not come to an agreement right. as far as like you're I don't upset know, about this, buddy, dude. Well, I'm I'm not gonna watch the new <laughs> Sony Spider Man's. I won't happen. Like I'm, I'm I'm like I'm like visibly upset. About I know we were sitting in the green room the other day, and like everybody's just kind of talking, and you, and you just kind of out of nowhere go, "Dude, I'm really upset about this." <laughs> I was like, "What was that? Is, there, is, there, is your family okay?" <laughs> no, they couldn't reach a deal. But like, do you realize that really affects I, what was what's going to happen in the future of this thing? I do understand that. Yes, because I Spider Man. Maybe the Avengers I wasn't into, but I was really into Spider Man. I am really into Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. I love the character. I think the Spider Man they have now, they got Tom Holland. I think that guy he's is a good one. amazing. I, I did like because it. he's an actual kid, and you can only get you know before he turns like. Uh, he becomes older looking, you know. You can only get like maybe you can get four more movies out of him, but that'd be great. Right, right. But um, or whatever they have planned for him. But he was like, I think he was like, before this happened, I think he was like the crux of the new universe. Not that he's Tony Stark, but I think the I think all stories would be based on him. So I think that's why villains would show up was because of Spider Man. I think he was going to be like the new. I don't even know of a leader. I just heard rumors that they called him the new Iron Man. Mm. You know? But then you also hear Captain Marvel's the new Iron Man. You hear a million different things. But now, yeah, what do you do either. now where like a major, major part of your property is gone now? Because that was yeah. that was the thing. That's why they had those Sony ones before, because they didn't have the property. That's why Spider-Man was absent from the world before. And then when they finally got him with Homecoming and uh, Far From Home, whatever it was, this new one... It, it, how much better are those than the other Spider-Mans, the Tobey Maguire's? Yeah. I, I actually enjoyed the very first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I liked it, but now, but I watch these now, and I'm like, I enjoy these way better. I hated Especially all the sequels. Homecoming. Yeah, right? I didn't like the sequels. I thought the Andrew Garfield ones were okay, too. I never saw them. But, uh, yeah, this kid's a good Spider-Man. I'll give that to you. Great Spider-Man. Well, I'm sorry, pal. Yeah, I'm. You know, this is like you know, I got divorced and I'm I'm as upset. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But if but, not more. <laughs> but I really like because it really 
I'm hoping there's going to be such an in- like this is where like internet trolls can do a positive thing where they can be so right, loud right. that they can they can force these two companies to be like, oh, we'll lose so much money. I could see that. You know what I'm saying? I could see that. They've done it before with stuff where they're Absolutely. like, hey, oh, last minute, the 19th hour, they went, oh, sure. we actually came to an agreement, you know? Um, and then you watch something else. You yes, I uh, watched a movie in my hotel room right here at the fabulous Rio Hotel. It was a movie I wanted to see in the theaters. I never got around to it, but it was Brightburn, um, which... Is kind of a offshoot of the Superman story, where there it's even in Kansas, it's a, a little you know meteor or whatever hits on a, 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 a couple trying to have children and can't. Yeah, and so then, it's same same Superman same story. backstory exactly, and they find this baby, but he's evil. <laughs> That's the twist. He's a bad bad man. Bad baby. baby. He's a bad baby <laughs> with you superpowers. Know, it'd be funny if there was a line and it was just like. He's a really bad baby. He's <laughs> yeah, they, get, they become up from the doctor and go, this baby is a bad baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is it – so are you kind of getting the vibe of it right away? The, the, you uh, – flash forwards to them having uh, – finding the child. It flash forwards 10 years later. Okay. And he's 12 years old. And he's uh, super smart, like in the top 1% of his uh, high school um, – uh, whatever that's called. And, Class? Uh, yeah, if yeah. I was smarter, I would have been able to come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really smart, and then he, uh, you start seeing the signs of him uh, realizing that he has these uh, abilities, abilities. Yeah. because uh, the parents, Elizabeth Banks, and the guy who played Roy from The Office, I don't know his name. Oh, is that who they are, the but parents? he's the parents. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks is great in this. She, uh, David Denham or something like that. That's, his name is. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... Sometimes I pull names out of my ass. <laughs> I think that's pretty spot on. But uh, they kept whatever kind of vessel he came in, in like their barn, and it starts to kind of elu- starts to like call to him. Oh, and uh, you know I don't want to. So give- it was like a ship type of thing. Yeah, kind of whatever little crater he came in. Right. I don't want to give too much away, but spoiler alert, you know, he uh, starts to it starts to communicate with him, and he starts to realize that he has these abilities. He's super strong. He's basically got Superman powers. He can fly. He's super strong. He's got laser eyes. And he's, you know, they cut away to, you know, Roy at one time go, they're starting to realize also something's a little off with him, too, because he's got, you know, some dark tendencies. Yeah. And he's starting to just become a little weirdo, you know? Oh, Where he, shit. Like, he answers things weirdly. It's really, The kid does a good job, whoever the actor is. But, um,. You know, David Denham's like, yeah, this kid's, he's never had a scratch on him his entire life. He's never been cut once. We've never seen him. He's like, something's not right, you know? And then some, he, he's responsible for some bad shit that happens throughout the town. Oh, shit. And he has just zero remorse whatsoever. And you're like, that's kind of cool. It's a kind of a cool change. It's a really cool change up. And I, don't, I won't give away the ending, but because uh, I think it's worth a watch, in my opinion. It moves a little slow at times. Building up to the real action, the real meat and potatoes yeah. of the film. <laughs> but it's worth it to watch it through. Elizabeth Banks is really good. She's a solid actress, man. Like she, she can is, do she comedy. She could do like, she was the perfect like mother. You know, she's like, I'll love you no matter what. And then it gets to this big ending and you're like, Oh, okay. It was a cool ending. I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I, I oh. would recommend it. It's worth a watch. It was a good hotel room watch. Yes. Well I I wanted to see it when it came out and now I want to check it out. Yeah. 
because you also checked the Rotten Tomatoes on it, and we were we were surprised it, that it was middling results. Yeah, middling results. But uh, speaking of meat and potatoes, should we get to the meat and potatoes? Let's get the to the meat and the potatoes. This is a very on location meat and potatoes. Uh, yeah, we are. We figured we're in Vegas. You know, why not do as the Vegasans do <laughs> and uh, and talk Vegas movies? And the way we thought, we were like, should we pit stuff against each other? And actually, one of the things, you know, the the two the two, the two movies that pop up. Uh, in our heads, the most the forefront of our brains are Ocean's Eleven and Casino. Correct. And Casino is like you know those are coming from two different places and two different time frames, but like they're both they're both crime movies, um, and they're both you know totally different types of Completely movies. Completely different. And it's funny because me and Andy we agree. <laughs> sometimes me and Andy are the same people, <laughs> so we both said the same thing. We said. Uh, we both would pick Ocean's Eleven, which I feel like is blasphemous to a lot of people out there. They're thinking, Agreed. "How are you picking it over Scorsese?" Because you have to, you have to, you have to take Scorsese as a whole. Nobody does that. They just Scorsese movies become gospel after a while, where people just absolutely they, they assign to them blindly. Right. But Casino is not his, one of his best. Like Casino, it's 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 not that it's not entertaining. I tr- here, I love Casino. I adore Casino. Yeah. But it's not my favorite. No, not at all. Me and neither. it's not my favorite Vegas movie. Right, exactly. I would say Ocean's Eleven is probably my favorite Vegas movie. I would agree. And the, you want to talk about Impossible Task, as far as, like I said, with, with Avengers and Endgame. Impossible Task, you're a remake and you're better than the original? Never. Right. In the history of filmmaking. Right. I said this before, never has that happened. Have you watched the original Ocean's Eleven? It's not that great. No, it's not that great. It's, it's I not, saw, yeah, saw it when I was a kid. Like, not that great. Yeah. The only thing people love is the cast. And this has a good cast and a good story and a cool, cool feel to it. It's Soderbergh. The script is great. It's got great twists. It's Even the sequels fun, are man. fun enough. And like, here's the know. thing. I can watch both of these movies, both pass my flip test. I would. I have now watched Ocean's Eleven maybe close to 100 times. Just because you just it's a fun-loving movie. It's a caper movie. And it's just I'm happy when I'm watching it. I, just, yeah. I love Ocean's Everybody in the movie, it's such a great ensemble. They're so fun. They all work perfectly together. Which you yeah. know how hard to do with 11 actors to get everybody gelling and having that chemistry and making that kind of like big epic crime movie, which and, I love like the ingenuity of that stuff too. You know, like the cleverness that goes oh, into yeah, I love that too. the schemes and stuff. The, the tricks where you're like, how is this going to pay off? Even when you know all the stuff that's happening, you go, ah, I love that. You just reminded me of a great scene in Ocean's Eleven where what they're in, they're planning the scheme and while, while they're in there, you just see from the inside of the truck, you see an air freshener, but you don't know what the truck is. They don't show you the outside of the truck. <laughs> and it turns yeah. out, if you haven't seen it, this is, it's 20 years old, the movie. Like, but it turns out it's, uh, it's the SWAT truck from the end. Right. So they had exactly like what was going to happen. They knew it was going to happen the whole time. The whole thing was set up from the, the get-go. And it's so cool to think, oh, that's the, that's the same truck they were in talking when they were like hashing out other stuff for yeah, the scheme. Yeah. But you don't, you're not let in on it, but you kind of are. You're foreshadowed because of the air freshener. Yeah. And it's just really cool filmmaking that way. Brad Pitt's always eating for some, for some reason. Yeah, He's got, yeah. Like, I think there's some kind of behind-the-scenes thing on that. But like you said before, how they work so well together, I was watching an interview with John Goodman the other night. They're all, they all are good friends, those guys. Like, that's why I think it works so well. And like, I guess it transfers to film. Because they did uh, – I was watching a Howard Stern interview with John Goodman. And, they, and for some reason, Howard Stern knew that during Monuments Men, John Goodman would uh-huh. hang out in his trailer and not hang out with them, uh-huh. not to mess up their, di- their dynamic. 
because he knew that that's interesting. They were friends. He goes, I, I he even says in the interview, he's like, they're not, they're great guys. He goes, they're great guys, but I, he goes, I'm just not close with them, and and you know, I didn't want to like get in the way, yeah. you know, whatever it was. And then he talked about how this is a side thing, but. Uh, George Clooney bought everybody bikes when they were filming Monuments Men, and then he would just go take bike rides with Bill Murray, and they would just get lost in <laughs> bike rides. That's cool. Him and John Goodman. But that's why these guys work together. Like Clooney, Damon, Pitt, uh, even Bernie Mac in the first one. Like, oh, Bernie oh Mac's great. They're so great. Um, they're all Better f- talk to him. What? <laughs> Better talk to him. <laughs> but that's the other thing, too. And I think I mentioned this last time we talked about Ocean's Eleven on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we Andy pit Gar- it against Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Feeney, still wrong. Yeah. Andy Garcia. I think I mentioned this last time. Same thing. Great heel. Didn't, great heel in real life. Didn't 100% get along with the guys. Didn't fit in with the group. Works perfectly. Works perfectly. Whenever that, whenever you have a movie where that happens, even though you kind of, I've kind of felt bad and he seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah. But whenever you have a movie that happens, like we talked about Dreyfus and what about Bob? And we talk, All these guys, the, the, the actual clashing comes across on the screen and, and becomes makes makes for ma- movie magic basically yeah, yeah, yeah. happening. So when it comes to Ocean's 11, I think it was probably before they made it. I don't think they would have thought it would be this really great like name another a better a better Vegas movie because also another another hard task Andy is that it's a modern day like you have, you have casino, right? It's about the heyday. You have the yeah, outfits. Yep. You have the mob involved. This is to have the mob involved, right? You had. Uh, it's like you like it really was a period piece, but they also apparently screwed up casino. Casino, the guy uh, Ace Rothstein was n- not De Niro. That was the one of the probably. I think if you knew if we saw, I don't think there is video of uh, Ace Rothstein, but there might be. But I've heard that totally different, flamboyant guy, like not. Like not right, not right. an actual hard you know like kind of you know just that's why he had the mob behind him I think because he kind of was like hiding behind the mob a little bit. Yeah. De Niro, you look at De Niro, you're like that's De Niro. He's fucking Jimmy Conway from Goodfellas. Exactly. You just, and then it came out so close to Goodfellas that <laughs> right, you're like right. it's the same character, but it wasn't because like, look at all the clothes they put him in. It's super flashy, and you know you're like it's something's off when you're watching it. You're like. Oh, that's also the the part with the pants is pretty funny when he he doesn't wear pants he, at his desk. Right, somebody yeah. comes to his office and he, he goes gets up, gets the pants from his closet, and puts them on. Like that's not a uh, De Niro move to. You I don't keep know. a perfect crease. Yeah, in yeah. Your pants <laughs> by not sitting him. There's the Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. The maestro. So the maestro. Um, but you know what I'm saying. The place to be. <laughs> then I shall be there. <laughs> it's the place to be. <laughs> billiards room. He goes, no, not a billiards room. <laughs> Anytime Costan, Frank Costanza and Kramer buddy up on a caper, I love it. Oh, it's the so, best. <laughs> oh, fantastic. It's a uh, billiards room. No, it's a... <laughs> so not the derail. But yes, I agree. So, anyway, so that's my point. My point being like uh, Casino... But here's, and that's why I love Casino too is because I love throwback period pieces that sure. uh, are from a time where I didn't get to experience it in real life. Same here. And yeah, it's yeah, especially I stuff I, I love. I, you know, I, we, all, we both love mafia stuff and I love Absolutely. anything that's tied into that. And I, I honestly, it's going to sound weird, but like I love watching from an outsider. I love the crime aspects. You know, it's like it's a part of life I'll never be involved in. Yeah. So I enjoy watching. Yeah. Um, all those like mafia tales and just like yeah this guy just how they ran the town and there's badass scenes in Casino when he stabs the guy in the pan. Yeah. Nicky so Santoro is a great character. Great character. He's a great character. 
Um, Sharon Stone doesn't and get what, enough credit again, for her. Apparently, in, apparently in real life, Nikki Santoro, I think six four, three hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, it, like Scorsese they, was going to cast Scorsese just voice. he had car blanche at that point. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't have to be for real. You know, I always remember watching Saturday Night Live right when Casino came out and David Spade doing Hollywood Minute. And uh, he goes, Casino open this weekend. You know, I really like this movie. The first time when it was called Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I wanted to ask you. Casino would it's still it's still regaled as a, a great movie. But would it have been better thinking back if you would have waited five years then did Casino? I also think it would be it would have been a different movie. I think it was st- or ten it years. still would have had the same comparisons. But yeah, I agree. Nah, uh, I don't know. Because he, he, he could air out. He'd be a different place creatively. He could, he could have maybe done yeah, a different casting. Three, no, it was five years. It what? was 90 to 95, I think, because you know it came out. So it was five years. Oh, so it years. was five years. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 90, wow, you're right. Oh, wow. All right, so say 10 years. So say when he got later in his career when he was doing like Kundun. And he Probably. Was, you know, what? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think it – I think – but you know what? The more I think about it, because even looking at it now with The Irishman coming out, which, which you know – we're talking about it now because that comes out pretty soon. I think I can't wait to see that. Can't wait. But September, he, but a month, literally was, a month. Anything that resembles this type of movie, he's like, I got to bring these guys back for yeah. as many of these guys as I can get. Mike Hytels, sure. my De Niro's. Yeah, I, I said it before, but Sharon Stone is so good in this too. So good in her role. It's the best thing she's done. I think so. It's, and, it's, you know, basically, it's hands it, down the best thing she's so done. So good. She portrays that. Vegas kind of, uh, I don't know what, you, what kind of. Well, she plays a good grifter. She she's plays, a grifter, perfect. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And James Woods is also amazing. Yeah. And to make playing their relationship worm. playing just a pimp, a shitty guy, just you know people like that who just no matter what they're gonna just try and scam and. Sure. It's so really underrated kind of smaller roles. Not yeah. that her role was small, but. Uh, no, hers was pretty big, but you're right about him. He's great in it, and he's and, he's, and they they put him perfectly. They put him in that white denim outfit, oh, that mustache. So good. Just you know, you want to punch him in the face when you when he's pulling all the bullshit. There's you know? a point when uh, when Ace catches them at the like out at that that diner. Yeah, that's what and I mean. He does that little thing where he like he's like has a chance to say something, and he like thinks better of himself, and then almost does it again. <laughs> it's like that's the kind of guy where it's like. Even though he knows he shouldn't, he, he still, still does wants it. to. And then yeah. he goes, but then he almost does it again. It's just like, ah, and he gets up and leaves, and they, you know. But that's also there's another example that right after that scene, right after that part in that in that same scene, another reason why De Niro's not a good pick for his character because there's a line that she says where she's like. You can't even do it yourself. Like because they beat him up in the car. Remember they beat James yeah. Woods up in the car. Yeah, yeah. He goes, you want He goes, come here. I want to show you something. But he's acting tough. But he's not tough. The guy's not the tough real in life, real life yeah. guy. Yeah. So it's weird that like he's like, be a man, get out of here. But he's saying be a man, but he won't touch him. Like he won't punch him in the face. Right. So that's what I mean by off casting. Like that's what I mean by like you're like De Niro. You would think De Niro would just do whatever and, he wants. You know? And that makes more sense when you find out that he's going on TV and has a TV show. Because it always feels so off. Yeah. Where once you find out the real Ace Ross, and you're like, oh, yeah, that would have been perfect yeah. for that kind of guy to do. That's what he was. That's the type of guy he was. Right. Yeah, exactly. Nero's but with De Niro doing it, it just – they kind of made it work because they were like, oh, yeah, he's going to be awkward on it. But I'm sure the actual TV show was like he was uh, – he wanted to be in the spotlight. That yeah, guy. show so, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. Like they, they missed the mark there. And Ocean's Eleven, I'd say it's a pretty – it's a nailed together movie from beginning to end. Like it's, it's oh yeah, it's it, solid. like just because the fact it's that the whole, whole schemes worked out from the beginning to end. Yeah, 
Um, so it's so much more. It's more entertaining to watch. Uh, time wise, we can talk about that. Casino's too long. Ocean's Eleven isn't. Casino's long. Casino's long, but it never like feels too long to me. Like because, like I said, it's still a movie I love and enjoy. Oh no, totally. But, yeah, I never had that like too long complaint. You know what I mean? No, but I'm just saying, looking back, so it's like, if, if you're looking for things to critique about it, okay. that's one of the things. So if you're coming off of Goodfellas, you're coming off of Goodfellas and this comes out, what do you, you're, kind of, you're comparing it to Goodfellas. Yeah. So that's Good, one Yeah, of the, Goodfellas, well, the perfect length, the perfect type package, of, yeah. The, the which is what Ocean's sense, Eleven is. The story's better, the, the, the what? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So um, that, that's what Ocean's Eleven has. And like, like I said, like the harder task is, not that the, it's two different movies, I'm not saying that they have to, but Casino has to do this but I mean like yeah they, they, it was like a post post uh, Frank Sinatra casino ma- I mean a, a casino movie making it still look Frank Sinatra era like with, with how, how Soderbergh yeah. shoots it the coloring the even the, the coolness of the guys in there it made, it made those guys movie Fight stars night, to me yeah. like like Clooney I, I, Clooney did this I'm a you know me you know we do the Clooney we love, thing. love him oh my god I love him I think he's great I think he's great too I think he's a, I think he's a movie star I think Brad Pitt's a movie star absolutely uh, and that 100%. And Ocean's Eleven is a big piece in that in that uh, in that puzzle uh, the, the sad thing is too two not great sequels. I don't love twelve and thirteen really at all. I will watch. I don't mind them. They're not as good as the first They're one. They're tedious to me, and uh, I think just having that whole crew together to, again. Yeah, it, it just becomes they, they just become straight up sequels. But they're like at least they're fun and they're not just a disaster. Twelve better than thirteen. Thirteen is just kind of like all right, we didn't need this movie. Twelve, you got the, they were like, hey, we had to bring Pacino in on this. <laughs> right, right. Uh, at least in the Ocean's Twelve, you've got you know Andy Garcia's character catching them and finding them out, and them scramp. That's a fun plot. Well, yeah, at you know least they're I mean? kind of like yeah, that's how they yeah you have to dig themselves out of a hole, right? Yeah. You know? Let me ask you this: we as a side thing here, could we consider Godfather a Vegas movie? Godfather uh, is it two? When they go, they go to Vegas, Ooh. yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Green? No, this is the first one. I think so. Well, it's a Nevada movie. You know, they feed, Michael moves the family to Nevada. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lake Tahoe. Yeah. But still, a large part of it is in Vegas. It's a great... Mike, uh, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man <laughs> like Mo Green like that? Yeah, it's a large part of uh, the movie. It's, you know, it's because they're trying to do... Well, they're trying, to, they're trying to turn Cuba into the next Vegas. Right, 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 right. And, with Hyman Roth. You know, with Hyman Roth. Uh, he never trusted him, did business with him, <laughs> but he never trusted him. It's <laughs> um, freaking great. Such a, yeah, that's a great, uh, we didn't even think of that. Didn't think of that. I just Vegas thought of it now. Movies. That's a great one. Yeah. I had one that we didn't think of originally, too. But to go back to Godfather 2, yeah, great. I mean, Fredo, as you know, I'm going, I'm going to learn the casino business, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Fredo, man. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, you just hate to see, like, God, they nailed his character so well because you immediately get to see, like, yeah, he's just, he's just the lack. He's the guy who gets walked over even when he's out away from his family. Well, he has that personality. Exactly. He's, the he's also supposed to be slow. Right. But right. it's also, like, even when... A guy who, like, you know, uh, obviously smacked him around a little. He's still like, hey, Mo, Mo just flies off the handle once. Like, he's still sticking up for that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah, come yeah. on, stand up for yourself a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's and making cocktail waitresses two at a time, but still. <laughs> he was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Alex Rocco. Dude, I, me, great. And, me and DePaulo used to do that. 
uh, uh, Fredo's entrance when Michael comes. He goes. He does that little like skip and jump, and he flourishes his arms out <laughs> when he opens, and the band starts up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fredo does this little twirl dance move, and he's the twirl. even when he comes to the hotel room, <laughs> Michael goes immediately goes. What the hell is it? <laughs> get to, get him out of here, dude. That movie. There's so many good scenes in that. It's so many good parts in that movie. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. You know what it is? The first time you're watching it, and then you, and then when Michael realizes that Fredo's the one that fucking yeah. sold him out, and then even then you're watching it like, oh, you idiot. Yeah, you more when he's like, so, yeah. old man Roth, he never would come here. But Johnny Johnny uh, Ola knows Johnny- this place is like the back of his hand. Old <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Ola, who <laughs> is is uh, Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Well, John. Well, also. Do you think there's a question? Is the Fredo character more iconic years later because John Caselli died? John Caselli, yeah, I think his I, he's just got that that lore about him of the five movies he's in are some are five of the greatest movies of yeah. all time. Guys like the guys like the LeBron James yeah. of dead movie actors. <laughs> it's Deer Hunter, Godfather One and Two, Dog Day, and there's one more that I can't think of. But uh, like all were best picture, if not winners, nominees, and uh, I don't know. I think that character probably would have stood up without, even if he had. I think you know, you're right. I think you're right. As I they said, all because they all do. You know, even like James Caan turned out to be like you know whatever you want to his acting career. But well, yeah. Sonny is well, the James character. Conn, like, I think also I think James Caan stands out more than Fredo does in that movie. Like James Caan is such a freaking force in that movie. It's yeah. insane, and I think that made his career. I think that made James Caan's career. Probably made everybody's career. Yeah, good point. I- um, an underrated movie that I just thought of that wasn't on even any of our lists that we looked up when we were preparing for this. Heart Eight. Paul Thomas oh, Anderson. Oh, Heart Eight. I, I, I've only seen Heart Eight once. I own the DVD. It's a great movie, and you can see the Paul Thomas Anderson-ness of it yeah. in what his later movies became. It's his one yeah. before Boogie Night. I think it's his first film. I don't know the Paul Thomas Anderson that well. But I think it's his first I think it is. one. Yeah. It is a Vegas movie. It's got uh, not Ben Gazzara. It's is got, it Gazzara? No, it's um, it's Bookman. It's, isn't it Bookman? Yeah, it's yeah. got Philip Baker Hall, Hall, John yeah. C. Riley, Gwyneth Paltrow, and they're uh, yeah. It's a really great underrated movie. Just a good Vegas kind of burnout. This is what happens when you let the town get the best of you. There's crime in there. He's yeah. got to like his girlfriend has to turn to prostitution. Just like a, and he's got to you know. Climb out of debt. It's just that. It's like a, that classic story. Did he write that too? I think. He I think did. He did. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you're right. He's amazing, huh? Paul Thomas Anderson. He's yeah. just amazing. And then, so definitely, if especially if you're fans, of, like, you can see him set like the seeds of what Paul Thomas movies became in Hard A. It's kind of like it's it's the bottle rocket to Wes yeah. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And then if you like you said before you brought up. Um, not Hardy. Oh, you brought the cooler as well, which the is cooler? William H. Macy, which is such a cool idea. Uh-huh. And I wonder, do you really think Nothing that cooler? Do you think it exists? Like, do you think that's a, a thing they have a guy who's sent over to cool off a table? That's the whole idea. <laughs> I don't put anything by this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't. Exactly. William H. Macy plays a guy who, like, his main job is to if somebody's on a hot streak, yeah. they send him over to gamble at the table, or just it was just stand there. Exactly, and uh, so, so so the guy starts losing, right. whatever it is, which is like one of the most saddest things ever. But I it makes me think because I know comics that are coolers of comedy shows. Absolutely, 
<laughs> That's about, I'm not going to name names here, but I know guys have seen that. This, this is also not as much anymore, but back in the day, open mic scenes, man, I know a couple of guys that really could just fucking kill whatever good I know. Good, good, good vibes I were in a room you. for a comedy show. So I always thought of them as like the cooler of <laughs> yeah. audiences, you know, like you know, instead, of, instead of gambling, you know? Well, speaking of comedy, a very fun Vegas movie is the original Hangover. Yes, it's really amazing. fun Vegas movie without even really having too much to do with Vegas. Hangover Man is like okay. The way I want to say about that is that it because what's happening now there's like a, a total changeover. Movies aren't in the forefront anymore. Like TV is like the high yeah. the high uh, high um, art form of of media right now. Like. Uh, that's why people love they'll binge watch series they'll do this because movie like but even more so like the the slapstick idiotic comedy is kind of like on its way out like you like name something Hangover like harkens back to like uh, um, even if it's like a, not, like a Dumb and Dumber or like a where it's so ridiculous. Or uh, yeah, it's. I think it's well done. Where I, I wouldn't actually call it slapstick. Not slapstick, but it's, is a lot of really- it, But it's it's gross out. It's it's it's. Oh, what do you it's say gross out. It's, yeah, it's. Like, is that I think it's a not- clever script, and it's a it's really well acted. No, I'm not. I'm saying it's good. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm pinning it down to one of those things, I don't think you. Uh, I, it's not deserving of that movie. I think it's a solid, really funny, funny movie that I. I don't know, maybe the broy aspect of it. I'm, what I'm just trying to say about that sentence is that there's not as many of those that, that pop up. Oh that yeah, for sure. Stand out anymore. That's for what sure. I mean. As far as comedies go, and they're like you don't have to put it in a category. I'm just saying that that's one of the last ones that people are like. Oh yeah, we, we're getting three sequels out of that or, again. Yeah, sequels just can't hold up. No, those sequels are bad. <laughs> sequels are bad. Bad. And uh, the first one is so funny. Really, it shot um, Ed Helms end. Zach Galifianakis to superstardom. Yes, and Bradley Cooper was kind of on his way there, but like he is so good, you like you don't want to love Bradley Cooper, but it's impossible not to. Like in anything, yeah. I loved him in everything he does. Like he's just solid. He's you, funny. He you, can do. You drama. saw Star like, is Born or no? You saw, yeah, yeah. We talked about. We probably talked about it already. I think we talked about it. I talked about how I'm like because Bradley Cooper. I think he's great. But Starsborn fucked me up because he's such a pretty boy. Yeah, the a ending bit. of Starsborn messed with me. I did not see it coming because I'm like, there's no way they would do this right. to him. You know, like whatever it is. And I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but you, people probably know. But I, how they finished it off, I was like, oh no, I, I did not think that would happen because it's Bradley Cooper. Yeah, if he was more grizzled, I'd be like, yeah, if it was Jeff Daniels, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, this is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> but Bradley, you know what I mean? Like where it's like, yeah. or like even like um, even what's his name that I love? That's from Hell or High Water. Ben Foster, right? Ben Foster. That's who. To be honest, if you're making, I know that was like a passion project for Bradley Cooper. Like he spent a lot of time to make that movie, yeah, and to get it made. But damn, imagine imagine Ben Foster in the Bradley Cooper role in Star Is Born. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd I, be it'd badass. Be interesting. It'd be interesting. I think that'd be badass. Um. But going back to The Hangover, he's a perfect uh, – he's not the comic book because he's very funny in it. But he's like kind of the straight man of the trio, really, because Doug is you know the guy I just lost. Yeah. But I mean uh, – Well, so funny. That guy who plays Doug, I forget his name. Nobody he just, knows. He just lucked out. He's never been in The Hangover. He's in the movie 10 minutes of movie. Know, not know. even. He's like, Let me I know. You saw, I saw him like in Law & Order one time. I'm like, hey, it's Hangover guy. Yeah. And his name's like Justin something or Josh something. Nobody will ever know. He's the guy from National Treasure. 
um, but, but uh, yeah, it's like I was gonna say though. It's it, they they use Vegas as just a jumping off point. They just go, yeah, some guys just can't handle Vegas. The movie has nothing to really do with Las Vegas. It's, you know, no, it's like, you're right. It's just them, you know, partying obviously, and then just trying to recover their friend. But it's like you don't see them doing the Vegas things, which I love. It just does that time lapse into the next morning, and you go, oh, and I, I thought the first time I saw this, we were gonna see their. Their adventures throughout yes. Vegas all night. Absolutely. So it's kind of a cool uh, idea. Yeah, they had to piece it together. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that. And then, um, you know, hilarious cameos, Tyson and uh, – um, what was it? I had, a, I had another point to the finish of um, where I was going with that, and now I completely lost it. Oh, all right. Well, that's right. But yeah, but it is. It is a. It's I a got pretty, distracted uh, by something at the pool. What did you say? I got distracted by something at the pool. <laughs> It's a. Um, it is an iconic uh, Vegas movie. Even oh, though- oh, I was. Gonna, I heard oh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It was like you didn't. Uh, one of the funnier things that I haven't seen in a while too, which really makes me laugh, is when they're showing the uh, the the, the cam- They're going through the pictures of the camera. So you do get that payoff yes. of seeing what they got into the night before. Yeah, but not until the very end. Of the which movie. is a fun way to do that too. Yeah. And absolutely. so, but it's some pretty X-rated stuff in there. Oh yeah, it's and insane. It's That's what I mean. Like it's like Porky's. It's like shock value type shit. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like where you, like, they're trying to gross you out or shock you as well as make you laugh. Um, we got to wrap up in about ten minutes, but I know um, you and I both aren't like you know uh, whizzes on this movie. Leaving Las Vegas, I've only I've seen. I saw it when it originally came out, and it was too dark for me at the age i was do you know what i mean like i I just couldn't wrap my head around it at the time and then i've gone back and watched it as like you know as an as a fully formed very unintelligent adult Um, (laughs) and i do this is why nick cage is such a mystery because he can pull off a, a performance like this but then just be completely looney tunes with other shit that he does well if you think about it you have to see where the basis of the performance is so like that one, leaving leaving Las Vegas. Is it leaving Vegas or leaving Las Vegas? Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. That one, it was at the end of the run before people were like, he's bad shit. Like, it was, it was, like, it was still when he was relegated as, like, this um, uh, this, 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 this artist or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, because, I mean... But, like, I, like, I don't think he made... He was making, like, action movies and stuff like that, but then he just went off the rails, I feel like. Well, if you follow the time, I think leaving Las Vegas is also 95. And what well, so was uh, Con Air, right? Or Con Air was? I, I don't remember what Con Air was. But yeah, um, he had he had a great start. Raising Arizona, I think it was his first like feature, like lead. His first role, I think, ever is. Well, no, he's Fast in, uh, Times. He's <laughs> actually in Peggy Sue Got Married. I think oh, that's, that's right. Before. Yeah, and he's great in that too. But no, but that's but after Raising Arizona. That. Raising Arizona is for his eighty-seven. It's oh, really? Peggy okay, Sue. okay. And his actual first one is Fast Times as Nicholas Coppola. Oh, that's right. He's a part of the Spicoli gang. That's right. With Eric Stoltz, all three young actors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he's brilliant in it. I don't, I don't love the movie as much as a lot of other people do. I go, yeah, it's it's a good movie. Elizabeth Shue's fine in it. Love Elizabeth Shue. It's like, Shaw. Yeah. I yeah, it's that dark side to Las Vegas, the dark side to this town. Yeah. And, you know, he's just an alcoholic. I'll never not have a crush on Elizabeth Shue. She was great in The Boys. She's great in The Boys. Yeah. Uh, but Karate Kid, never, <laughs> never. That's I think that was my first crush. Chrissy, yeah, yeah. Alley with an eye. So yeah, that's. I don't really have too much. Then we brought up the other one, 
21. 21 is a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's and not a the greatest story. movie. And it's, but you want to you want to tell what the story is? 21 is a bunch of Harvard kids essentially figuring out how to really count cards very well it's like this math using team their just for counting it's cards. basically the math team. Uh, you know, but the, the the tricky part is that, you know, is not being made by the casino uh, that you're cheating, which technically it's not cheating, but it's frowned upon. Yeah, um, because, and, they'll, and they'll pull you aside. Like, yeah, and they have a very strongly worded and, advisory. Yeah, you get banned from casinos, and, you know, we've all seen the casino scenes, the back rooms. Yeah. Um, so, cheater's justice. That's what they say <laughs> yeah, in casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they bring it back, cheater's justice. You want the money or the hammer? That's what I got. But I like, yeah, it's, it's a... It was the money and the hammer, or the... Was this, no, that's the money and the hammer together. Is that what it is? No, he goes. You can have one or the other. You can walk out of here with the mo- with the hammer, or you can. Uh, as you walk out of here with the money, I forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can walk out of here with the money and the hammer, or you can just walk out of here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I just want to get out of here. Yes. Um, but uh, that's yeah, that's a true that's story. The nerdy guy's going up to count the money of the cage. And he goes, "That's seven. Oh, the great Rickle scene. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, we sent over a bucket of ice too, as well. <laughs> He's great. So um, it's uh, Ben Mesrick, if I'm saying his name right. It's based on the books, a real book, Bringing Down the House. Um, they changed it to 21. And, it's a, yeah, it's not like anything spectacular, but it's a fun movie. Of It's a true story, which always adds a little coolness to it. Yeah. It probably, it, it, to be honest, with a different with different things behind it, it probably could have been a way – more, it's probably they probably took a lot of license on it, like because they make it sure. so stylized. Uh, they have the there's one scene where like, at one point they have like the fake, uh, like the fake casino in the back of a Chinatown like right, laundromat right, or right, something, right. and then but then he like Kevin Spacey just controls the entire casino, like <laughs> yeah, it's not even real, right? Isn't there a thing with that where I think so? It's been a while, and they want to see if he can deal with counting the numbers in this like fake casino. But it's like you would have no reach to build an entire casino, right? Or entire back room, like legal, a legal card room, whatever you want to call it. But I think, but it's, it, I, think it, I think it taps into people's like. Uh, it's exciting because it taps into like, ooh, imagine like making all this money, and you know, and and there's yeah. like a fantasy thing of like. Oh man, this, it was such a cool, uh, such a cool idea, you know. And right. it really happens when you hear it's a ba- true story. You're like, oh man, that's nuts, you know. And then uh, I guess we can wrap up with. Um, I don't know how much you enjoy it. I've always loved the movie. It's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Fear and Loathing. Another I like. True, well, we don't know how true, but I guess another true story. I always wondered what Hunter S. Thompson would would have thought of the movie. Yeah. Um, I. I have this feeling like you would have hated it. I don't know why. I think it's fun. It's crazy. It's ad- it's batshit crazy. It's batshit crazy. Uh, one of my favorite things is when it, doesn't he send the lawyer home at one point? They just have the lawyer waving from the tarmac, whatever it is. <laughs> and then at one point, a really funny scene where they go see Debbie Reynolds and they walk, like they're on acid and they come out, start laughing, and they have to be led away by security because yeah. it's like Debbie Reynolds singing like, uh, like like rock and roll hits or something, and they can't take it. It's too funny for them. <laughs> but it's but it's also a thing where it's like I can't relate to the movie. I think it's like the 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 the, the novel is so. Generation specific, yeah, uh, and I think Johnny Depp's awesome. I think you know, yeah, uh, in it, and I think it's it's interesting. And it's it's, it's, a, it's a drug fueled mayhem. Yeah, yeah, and they do a good job of capturing that. It it is funny. I think 
where you used to probably be able to get away with stuff like that where like the hotel room is completely destroyed yeah, yeah like yeah, to the yeah. point where there's like it's like you f- how did you flood <laughs> yeah, the ro- you know what i mean and and at one point doesn't he like say he's a different name and he yeah he's the hotel like yeah my lord take care of it, you know good yeah. god man yeah he, he just yeah <laughs> He gets in his car and he's Holy like, shit, man. Fl- 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 yeah. Flees the scene. But I, and I, th- I think this town used to be, you know, you used to be, it was that like adult playground where you could literally, that's where what happens in Vegas stays in Absolutely. Vegas comes from. Yes. Whereas like you could get away with a lot. Oh, I think it was the Wild West. Yeah, I think the it was, Wild I, West. So that's was, like, that's the cool thing that I think he does definitely not, which is, brings us back to the final monologue of Casino where, uh, you know, Ace is just kind of like, it's Disney World now. Yeah. You, know, you got people coming in, losing their college, losing their mortgage payments. You got the senior citizens. Just, you know, it's just not what it was. But well, in the it end, totally is. Cause we walk, even walking around here, as we're here, how many how many older people do you see? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. You were still doing the space. Sorry, go ahead. Gonna do the, and then the greatest sunglasses of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the blue blockers. My, my dad used to have those, like the, like the amber visions, whatever they call them. Yeah. yeah. What was, what's the last line? He goes, in the end. Uh, uh, he's like, I could always, you know, he just, he just went back to, like, handicapping. Yeah, yeah, I, but I, I think there's a line where he says, "In the end, yeah, I, I'm not that up it's on that. all about the money." That's what he said. He goes, "I think he goes in yeah, the I end, can still pick winners." Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, he's basically they show him watching horse racing and yep. picking winners. Yep. But but and uh, that's how I, that is part is true. Ace Raw, he just like moves back to San Diego. I think lived a long life, just handicapping and becoming because, because that is valuable. Effect, yeah, yeah, exactly. That makes sense. So, so other yeah. uh, I don't know. There's some other entries obviously that we didn't get to. Give us a shout out if you uh, yeah, want to join What's your favorite in Vegas movie? In the Las like, Vegas conversation. I feel like we got the big ones. You know, I we think got the big I feel, ones. Here's the thing. Another thing. Oh, this is what I wanted to bring up. Uh, lastly, you know, you're gonna. People, I think a lot of people are gonna say you said Viva Las Vegas before with with uh, Elvis Presley. I will say this, man. For a town that was like Elvis Presley's town, you don't see any mention I of know. Elvis anymore it's in really, Vegas. Yeah, we've been to a, a couple. Di- I've been to a couple different casinos since I've been here. I walking around, you don't even see people with like Elvis shirts on or yeah, anything. You don't even or see like, like a statue, just like even throwbacks or pictures or nothing. Nothing. Now maybe there's other areas like other casinos where he was like known That's for. Such a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see. You shit. don't even no, really. I, even the Rat Pack kind of stuff, I don't see that much anymore. Yeah, I think they used to have. It's funny. Somebody tagged Mark, our friend Mark, who's the host of the shows this week. He was in the Rat Pack revival show, and somebody had, must have had an old picture, and they put it on Instagram. So I think they do that every so often when they bring that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, back. Yeah. But you don't see it like. I think it's kind of buried at this point. Like you, nobody people. All you see now is like buried Cirque du Soleil desert. stuff, or like uh, or whatever big flashy stuff that you see. Uh, casino to casino, and just to get people to like go to these events. Yeah, you know, in our hotel they have the zip line that looks pretty cool, but like it really is Disney. Like, it, like yeah. he wasn't yeah. wrong in that, in that in that part of the script. Like, it's not. It, I feel like back in the day it would have felt like this cool it, it, adult yeah. it was adult debauchery. playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it's it's complete, complete. It's like yeah, it's family hours. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but we're having fun. Absolutely. So and we're like, get this episode out to you. If I can figure out a way to get this uh, uh, off the SD card, 
I'll tinker around with it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hopefully get it out to yeah. you guys sooner than later. But like I said, chime in if you got some favorite Vegas movies. Um, you can always reach us at Defend Your Movie. Thank you so much. We've had a lot of interaction lately on the Twitter feed. So yeah, keep you know, doing it. Please, we love know. hearing from you guys. And uh, as we always say, you know, tell a friend because spreading the show word of mouth seems to be the most popular way to do it. So if you enjoy it, you we're know, at Defend Your Movie on on Twitter. So on Twitter. That, and then also um, uh, defendyourmovie at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. We'll eventually reply. We know there's some guys waiting in the queue. Yeah, absolutely. Some guy actually is like, did I get the email wrong? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's Sean's part. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, let us know. What, what, what Vegas movies did we forget? Uh, even if it is an Elvis one, send it over. We'll, we'll talk about it. I just don't, I have no, I, there's a lot of Elvis movies I haven't watched. So that's why. Yeah, but, same uh, here. but yeah, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, also, I'm at Shawnee Time on Twitter and Instagram, and Andy, you're on. I am at Andy Fiori. That is A N D Y F I O R I across all social media. Give me a follow on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter, and listen to me say your name and shit. And uh, you can uh, find all my tour dates at andyfiori.com. I have a radio show on SiriusXM as well as Shawnee. Uh, my show is called The Raw Report. It is live every Thursday at 4 p.m. on SiriusXM 99. Sean, you also have a show on that channel. I do. It's called Celebrate. We do it once a month. Uh, we go live. It's usually a Wednesday. It's usually about the third Wednesday of every month. And then we're available on the app right afterwards. And we, we celebrate one topic a month. Very cool. Where Thank can, you, guys. Uh, we find you. You got any upcoming dates? Uh, yes. Oh, next week I'll be in at Zany's in Chicago. I'll be uh, three, two of the days I'll be at uh, Old Town, and then I'll be at Rosemont for one of the nights. So look it up online, zanies.com, I think it is. Very cool. Or just uh, Google Zany's, or, or I want to put it online, so you'll see. I am uh, going to be – it's Labor Day weekend, so I will, I'm actually at Fairfield Comedy Club, only one night only, headlining two shows there, Great 7 and 9 place. p.m. So if you're not uh, down at the beach, please come and say hi. And, uh, yeah, I got much – October, out in your neck of the woods, Port Washington in Long Island, doing a theater show there. Very nice. Uh, Albany in November, Hartford in January, Omaha, keep an eye out for that in February. That's going to be a chilly one. And, yeah. But uh, lots of road you dates coming them, up. You have any 2020 dates you want to give them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, 20, yeah, I just yeah. think of them. You gave them yeah. uh, Just to get it on your radar. You never know. Absolutely. So, thank out. you, guys. As always, we love doing this podcast for you guys, and we love all the interaction. You guys are the best. We love the defenders. So, yeah, as always, coming up and say, say hi to us if you see us in person. Absolutely. Please. And, uh, yeah, rate, subscribe, tell a friend. And we're always at The Cellar once again. Absolutely. Thank you again to The Cellar yes. for allowing us to use your equipment. Thank you for having us this week at, uh, at the club, and we'll see you in New York City. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.